Hello and welcome to show number 16 of the online gaming podcast and uh, Happy New Year everybody. This is the first podcast of 2007. Uh, I just got back from my vacation. So uh, let's start off with uh, some news from what happened uh, over the new year, uh, end of December, early 2007. Uh, First, uh, from wizardcards.com, the first regular online tournament of 2007 is scheduled for January 19th. That's a Friday. So if you want to get in that tournament, go over to wizardcards.com and sign up. ACTS, the automated card tracking system, had some problems at the beginning of the year. Uh, something, Some kind of hacking... Uh, someone overwrote the fields in several database tables with a link to an unknown website. Uh, it took a while to get that restored, but as of the 5th of January, everything was back up, but um, a number of things happened. All usernames were wiped out, so they were replaced with an email address. All game names were wiped out, so he's renamed them with Game and Game ID. All card names were wiped out. Uh, and so that's something that they're working on. Uh, Titan players may have noticed another fun episode where the names of large number or a num- number of large games have were changed. Um, they believe they found the hacker. Um, I'm not sure if they did it on purpose or they did it by mistake. Um, hopefully this will not happen again. They say that it did uh, some kind of sabotage dealing with the URL. Uh, so hopefully that won't happen again. Some of the card names were restored by January 8th. Um, if you are an ACTS player... I'm not sure if you should wait until this has all solved itself or if you can continue playing now. Right now, I'm just watching and waiting to see if uh, it can it can be all fixed. Uh, there was also a POG glitch fixed on January 9th. Uh, nothing new since then, but that's uh, this news is as of January 11th, so... I'm going to keep my eye on it and, and let you know how that's going. Hopefully ACTS stays online. Um, he does mention uh, in one of these news updates that if this uh, problem continues, if it happens again, uh, he'll probably take down the site. So uh, if anybody is a, uh expert in website security or sees any security holes that maybe you can help him fix uh, in any way, uh, contact him at ACTS dot warhorsesim.com I'd really hate to lose this resource continuing on boardspace.net posted up something that uh, for the first time their 30 day player census exceeded 200 people Uh, so they were really happy about that Cycloop Cycloop Spielen the uh, Netherlands site or said that 
uh, posted something on the first. Next game now shows the next game regardless of game type, so you can easily go through all different games. Uh, user stats show the Palmares last now. Um, so, a little update there. Hex War had a number of updates. I'm just going to kind of gloss through them quickly. Blue and gray converted to Apple Mac. Napoleon's Last Battle in testing a new um, module. Uh, posted a minor update to Napoleon at War. Uh, across the Suez had a minor update. There was a major update for the Hex War game launcher. Antietam campaign now has documentation as well as Invasion America having documentation. And Napoleon at War had an update to the game engine on. Uh, that's all happening between December 22nd and January 9th. So a lot of nice updates to Hex War. That's at hexwar.com. At Kernick.org, they have a new record, 34,000 simultaneous users. So, uh, Kernick.org has a bunch of traditional games. Good good place to play them. I'm going to review them uh, probably episode in maybe April. NetAcquire, not something I talk about often because they really haven't uh, updated in... I think about three or four years, but they posted up something on their website. <laughs> uh, it's at www.telus.net slash kensit, K-E-N-S-I-T, slash netacquire. And here's what they posted. Version 2.0.3 has been released. This minor revision is released primary to update the expiry date. It also is the first to use Visual Basic 6 as the software's programming language. Past versions were VB5. All users must download and install the new version as 2.0.2 will no longer start after today. Apparently, 2.0.2 had an expiration date of January 1, 2007. What's ahead? There are no immediate plans for a new major version of NetAcquire. However, due to occasional email requests, the next planned version will be allowing for integration with outside developed components. This change will cater to some of the higher priority changes on the future changes list and allow interested programmers in getting involved in NetAcquire's future. Specifically, the desire for bot players, game tracking for leagues, and user registration administration are changes that will be developed in this fashion. If you're interested in getting involved, they ha there's an email address uh, or an instant message. There's also an update to, to the website, uh, improvements to the interactive support facility. So, some movement over at uh, NetAcquire, which is uh, quite positive. GoldToken.com has their newsletter. Their monthly newsletter came out on the 1st, so you can check that out. You, it's your turn.com. Uh, there was a new release that was coming out. Um, ah, it's, it hasn't come out for non-members. 
Tenectris 4x4. Amazons just came out on January 10th, and Tablut on December 27th, so those are the two new games uh, over at itsyourturn.com. Super Duper Games, as always, has a bunch of updates. Um, and I'm just going to read the posts by Aaron uh, on the message boards. A new guest variant has been added to Depth Charge. Due to massive computer issues here at home, I've so far been able to test it. So, that's one of the new things. New feature, Standing Challenges. Uh, the Super Duper Source Code now online. Well, for better or worse, the Super Duper Source Project is now online. I have to tell you, I feel remarkably emotional about it. It's amazing how attached you can get to something as intangible as a bunch of lines of ASCII text. Anyway, the above-linked wiki page should give you all the information you need to get started. I have created a new forum specifically for questions and discussions regarding the source code itself. I hope that at least some might be interested and be able to make some solid suggestions for improvement. So, he's uh, kind of made it open source. That's an interesting move. The new variant to Scribe Giant Glyph. In this variant, the game is played to the bitter end, and the Super Glyph formed by the claimed mini grids decides the game. Oh, it's been renamed to Super Glyph, not Giant Glyph. New feature Depth Charge Cell Marking. Um, I'm guessing that's in Depth Charge the game. You may flag certain cells as not a mine, certainly a mine, possibly a mine. Okay, a new feature, leaderboard extension. All leaderboard modules that actually rank players now have an extra line at the bottom of them that lists your current standing if you are not already in the displayed list. New feature, event tags. The game in progress and games archive pages now display the event with which a game is associated, whether that be a tournament or ladder. And that's all the super duper changes. Over to the Vassal Engine changes at vassalengine.org. We'll start with those from the 21st of December. Iron Tide Tutorial, text of your announcement. I've been running this since the 62nd anniversary of the battle. Pop in and look at it anytime. Upfront. Hi, is there anyone who wants to play Upfront on Vassal? Okay, that's just an announcement. T1-3 Live. I'm willing to try a live Twilight Imperium 3 game this evening. Okay, just some announcements. Battle Lore. New module for the Battle Lore board game. Posted with permission from the publisher. That was put up on January 4th. January 6th, somebody asking about a game of Napoleon. January 6th. The Russian Campaign 3rd Ed updated. Uh, January 6th, also RFT upgraded. Die roller buttons replaced with those based on the Mercine Twister. January 7th, 40K mod released. Visit www.40konline.i8.com for the latest version of the Vassal Warhammer 40K mod. Adds Tau, more Eldar, more Orcs. Inquisition, Necrons, more Space Marines, more Chaos. January 10th, problems with installing Vassal. Someone mentioned that uh, on a Macintosh they had trouble upgrading from 2.7 from 2.7 to 2.9. So I'm not sure if someone can help that person resolve that, but hopefully so. 
Wargameroom.com, few updates there. Commanding Colors Ancients to 1.3, Empire of the Sun to 1.2, Europe Engulfed to 8.3, For the People to 2.7, Paths of Glory to 4.6, Twilight Struggle to 2.1. So those are the updates at wargameroom.com. You Play It, or youplay.it, has a number of updates. Uh, they've double-checked all the special damages in Blue Max and found two little bugs that are fixed. Uh, they've added a donation bulb in order to uh, allow players to know where they are with player contributions. Uh, they're talking how donations are essential. They pay the housing costs, ha- hardware and software for each year. Uh, in 2006, they were able to improve the server newer, faster, hard disk, more memory. Uh, 2007, they are they are planning on moving the server to a faster, more reliable farm. They are looking to raise uh, what looks like 1,800 euros. Right now, they look to be at about the 1,200 euro mark, so they're doing pretty well. They're asking for a either a 15 euro donation or a 15 dollar donation. So anybody who uh, who plays on that site a lot. Uh, that's not really that much. I mean, it's a little bit more than a dollar a year. Um, and they only really ask for donations. They're not they're not telling you you have to donate. But uh, if you can spare the $15 or 15 euros, you know, toss it their way if you play on there. I know I'm considering it. I've played a bunch of uh, Blue Max games and... Um, halfway addicted to those. And I'm really looking forward to what they'll do after Wooden Ships and Iron Men. Uh, January 9th, Challenge and Passworded Leagues added. You can now create Challenge and Passworded Leagues as for the normal games. We, They are also adding a pending league timeout if after seven days a league is still pending, it is automatically deleted. So that is quite interesting. Still no word on any kind of next game after Wooden Ships and Iron Men, but that one's still in testing, and they've only done the basic rules for it so far. So I can assume that they'll add the advanced rules before going on to anything new. It is a very complicated game. The basic rules, the simplified play, is working very well, uh, as far as I can uh, gather. I'm playing... I think five or six games of it. Um, I've been eliminated in two of them. One I was playing a little pirate ship, and the other one I just got in the middle of a heinous crossfire. <laughs> but uh, I, I really uh, hope to see that get to its get to the now playing status and see what they're what they have in store for us next. And that's the news as of January eleventh, two thousand seven. Uh, And coming up after the break, we're going to do a year in review. We're going to go back and look at the previous 15 shows and just do a recap of the different websites we went to uh, over the 2006 season and just do a quick recap of everything on all of those sites and uh, look forward to what you can hope for from the online gaming podcast in 2007 also a quick note right now i'm probably going to be moving my uh, blog 
thoughts from blogger.com or blogspot.com or whatever it is, Google, yada, yada, yada. Uh, when they transitioned over to Google and uh, other factors, I lost onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com. That domain went to some cyber squatter uh, somehow, and they, they gave me a uh, a consolation prize of online gaming podcast six dot blogspot dot com, which I I'm annoyed with since I had registered the other one with uh, all kinds of podcasting, uh, advertising, and listing agencies. Fortunately, the uh, feed was on my own site, uh, site I pay for, so that hasn't been lost, and I'm probably going to move to a WordPress blog directly off of the reverse polarity site because I own it and I don't have to worry about somebody else messing with it. Uh, so that's kind of annoying if anybody's been trying to check my blog. That's where it's at, online gaming podcast 6, the numeral 6, dot blogspot.com. I'm going to have to change the outro uh, for that. And when I shift over to the WordPress, it'll be forwarded from that site as well as I'll give, I'll change all the addresses I can find over to um, the new WordPress address uh, on reverse polarity. So hopefully you are still got the feed. <laughs> uh, just makes it much harder for new people to find me. So please, word of mouth, uh, send somebody the link, whatever it takes, um, so they can keep listening. And as always, you can always email me at kdevine at yahoo.com. That's K-D-E-V-I-N-E at yahoo.com. I I read all my email, so please send me some email. Hello, my name is Joe Peterson, and I am The Abstract Gamer. Join me at www.abstractgamer.com for intelligent discussion about abstract games that span the ages. I'll discuss games such as the oldest known game, Senate, the most played board game in the world, Shang-Chi, Classic games from the West such as chess, as well as soon-to-be classics such as GIF. If you are interested in learning more about the beauty and wonder of abstract strategy games, surf over to www.abstractgamer.com. Here's the top ten reasons to listen to The Dice Tower, a podcast all about board games. Number ten, if you're listening to this, then you probably dig top ten lists, and there's one in every episode. Number nine, it's way edgier than NPR. Number eight, you don't want to be the last person in your gaming group to know about Moritz Eggert and Rick Thornquist's gaming news. Number seven, Tom's soothing voice has been proven to lower stress levels in lab monkeys by 63%. Number six, you can never have too many contributors, and the Dice Tower features at least five every week. Number five, it's the only way to find out whether Tom Vassell is really that positive. Number four, you can feel like a globetrotter without having to actually fly to Korea. Number three, unlike your favorite TV show, you can count on a new episode every week. Number two, you can say we're there at the beginning after it becomes a massive global phenomenon. And number one reason to listen to the Dice Tower, you'll finally be able to put a voice to those 4,921 game reviews you read online. So come out and join us at www.thedicetower.com and listen to our weekly episode of the Dice Tower. We'll see you there. This is the Gaming Podcast Network, the best gaming podcast available anywhere. Well, we've come to it, the 
end of one year and the beginning of another. And I thought instead of giving a review on this 16th show, I would review the first 15 shows and go over the board gaming websites that I reviewed in those first 15 shows as a quick recap of where we are and where they are. Show number one, I reviewed Brain. Uh, they're still going strong. Uh, they still have Settlers of Katyn, Set, Barricade, and Carcassonne, Java-based games. Uh, really not much has changed since I reviewed them back uh, in June. They still have a lot of players. Um, they're head-to-head. So, uh, uh, go there, play, go for it. Days of Wonder was the one I reviewed in show number two. They still have Ticket to Ride. They've added the 1910 expansion online. Uh, No Marklin yet. Um, They still have Queen's Necklace, Gang of Four, and Fist of Dragonstones. Uh, We haven't seen Memoir 44 show up there yet, but it's it's rumored to be coming. I'm I'm waiting for that. I haven't. I have a. uh, I just got Ticket to Ride Europe for Christmas, but I'm waiting to activate my web card for Memoir 44. Uh, the next show, I reviewed Board Game Geek. They're PHP-based games they have online. Uh, they had Roads and Boats, Kingdoms, Tiger, and Tigris and Euphrates. Uh, a nice play-by-web uh, interface, though uh, the interface I found to be a little bit simplistic based on other ones that I've seen. So, uh, and their email reminder feature I think is only enabled on some of the games but all in all a pretty p- good play by web uh, interface for uh, especially Kingdoms and Tigers and Euphrates the roads and boats um, uh, I, I don't know I, it never caught on for me I, I don't know if there's a better way to play it or, or what the next show, uh, show number four, I reviewed Atari Play, which is at games.atari.com slash playgames. They had a number of their the, the classic Hasbro games available there. Boggle, Battleship, Scrabble, Monopoly, uh, Yahtzee, Sorry, um, and uh, some good options for them. Yahtzee had classic colored triple. Battleship had classic volley salvo. So, uh, not a bad place to play Boggle. Um, an okay place to play Scrabble. One of the few places you can play Monopoly if you really want to. Um, good place to play Yahtzee. Um, probably the only place. Um, one of the few games that I actually would play would be Yahtzee. Um, Then there was show number five, where I did Yahoo and MSN games. Both of them very similar. A lot of the traditional games, your chess, your checkers, your pinochle, your euchre, all with a ton of people that love to play it. Um, Going head-to-head. They're still good. Um, sites to go to if you want to play those games. Backgammon, stuff like that. There are some that are more geared towards your niche players, 
whereas your Yahoo and MSN players tend to be mm, your teenagers, more or less, whereas someplace like Koenig uh, has more diehards. Uh, you can find a little bit more focus there. The show number six, BoardSpace.net, uh, still the uh, best place to go to play uh, abstract games. They hive goblet tracks, lines of action, plateau, zerts, yinch, punct, hex. They also have um, exit they just put online. So that um, great place. They just got up to 200 users, so you'll probably find additional people online when you go. Uh, show number six, I also did uh, some games on Brett Spielwelt. Another head-to-head site. I did Kalis and Raw. Uh, show number seven was the uh, first time I went with one of the major play-by websites, and that's Spiel by Web. Uh, they had Amon Ray, Bus, Hacienda, Hoity Toity, Reef Encounter, Tikal, and Wallenstein. They've since added um, oh, and the game just slipped my mind. Uh, San... Oh, come on. <laughs> Sitting here, I just I just finished a game of it, and I can't remember the can't remember the name. Um, Sandia San, I can't even say it now. Santiago. So they've added Santiago since I was there. Um, so uh, still, all the games kind of doing okay. Bus hard to get in. Um. Hoity Toity, probably one of the faster games. Wallenstein, uh, personally, I like playing it. Sit down better. Hacienda, I, I'm still terrible at the game. Amon Ray, I came the closest to winning. I, I just got a copy of Amon Ray, the board game for for Christmas as well. I really enjoy that one. Uh, show number seven also had uh, another Bert Brett's Fieldwelt. Um, I did Transamerica and San Juan. So uh that was that was fun. Uh oh, I also played Carcassonne during that one and uh talked about that. Show number eight was Ludagora.net where I played Through the Desert, Hare and Tortoise, Set, Vinci, Medina, Crazy Circus, Cafarnum. Uh Crazy Circus and Confarnum, not really play-by-web games, and neither was set. Um, Through the Desert really didn't capture my attention. I'm not sure why. Uh, Medina, Medina, uh, not a bad game. It it had the best online version of Vinci I've ever played. Um, It's probably the only reason I'd go to Ludogord.net. I'm still playing out a Heron Tortoise and Medina game from when I did that podcast in September. Uh, <laughs> which I think is kind of amazing and kind of annoying. I kind of wanted to uh, finish that off a little bit faster, but I'm 
trying to I'm trying to kind of clean up uh, some of the games I was playing on those. Uh, I finished all of the Spiel by Web games. I had started a few Santiago games when they came out. Uh, uh, finishing up the Ludogora games, my Botteju games, stuff like that. Mainly because I'm more interested in uh, going to the new sites that I'm going to and getting involved in those. And if I'm playing 50 games online at once, it's, it becomes very difficult. I got into that problem with the automated card tracking system where I was playing, I don't know, 15 games on there. And we're talking war games. Uh, for the people, we the people, Barbarossa to Berlin, Twilight Struggle, I just didn't have time. Um, so I had to, I cut back a lot of those. I think I'm in three games now, four, maybe. I think one game of Hannibal, two games of For the People, and one game of We the People. And right now I'm waiting, as I said in the news, for everything to filter out of that. But anyways, getting back to the reviews, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, show number nine, I did Online Vinci, which is online-vinci.de.vu. That was one place where you could just play uh, Vinci uh, only. It was all in German, which made it a bit more difficult for me to play. has a lot of players on it. Uh, no lack of getting a game there. Uh, personally, I thought Ludogora.net was infinitely better, but Ludogora.net's a French site, so <laughs> there might be some... You know, I'm German, not French kind of thing going on. But if I were to play, if I wanted to play Vinci with somebody and I couldn't play them face-to-face, I'd recommend Ludogore.net over Online-Vinci. Uh, not that I think that Online-Vinci.ded.vu is terrible by any means, but it's just not as good. I also reviewed two more games from Brett Spielwelt, and that was Diamant and Funkenschlag, or Power Grid. Show number 10 was Botteajou.net. That was another French site. Uh, and for whatever reason, I decided not to list out the games available in the feed. So I will read they added two games later on, and that was uh, Exit and... Uh, Deluxe Camping. Deluxe Camping is a game that came out from uh, Asthma Day, and I think it's only in French right now, even though it's called Deluxe Camping, which is an English... Uh, it was very hard to find an English translation of the rules. And the game was... Uh, the game is kind of a... You you're trying to connect things and place walls to prevent other people from seeing things. But the games they have available Alhambra, Amazonas, Ducks Camping, Diabolique, Drolls de Zebris, Devon, Exit, Finster Fleur, Gipf, La Guerre des Montons, Shazam, Taurus, and Tyrus. Uh, of those games, Alhambra, uh, Taurus, Tyrus, um, those are probably the games that I would go there to play. Maybe Finster Fleur. Um, I think Finster Fleur actually does better not play by web, uh, because I think it works better faster, at a faster pace. Some of the other games, I don't know, they just, I don't know if they, if they don't appeal to me, to me or have strategies I just don't understand, so that 
was show number 10. Show number 11 was Mobby Web. Uh, when I did Mobby Web, they had Rishli Yuhanza Samurai and In the Shadow of the Emperor. They've since added uh, gods. So those, uh, I mean, really nice implementation. Uh, Mobby is very active. I don't know what the next game after Gods is, but um, I'm sure it'll be a good game and it'll be a fun game. Uh, I also reviewed Hex War, which is a download. Man- it has a uh, has a client that you download, and it's a pay site. You pay twelve ninety five a month or nine ninety five a month if you get an annual uh, subscription. They have uh, twenty different war games. They're all hex based games. Uh, but a very nice interface. Um, you do your move, do all your moves. Click the button; it sends it to the opponent. The opponent gets an email. They click the e- email, or they load up their thing, and it says you, you have turns in this game. You take your turns and send them back. And it's it's very nicely handled. If you're a war gamer and you want to play some of those, they have a, a license to do decision games. I think they have an exclusive license to do decision games. Um, which allows them to have a ton of games and a ton of games in development. Uh, they have a Macintosh client as well as a Windows client. Um, so that was a very, very nice site. Show number 12 was ACTS, uh, the automated card tracking system. They have a ton of games, Fistful of Planets, Age of Renaissance, Blue vs. Grey, Empire of the Sun, Epic of the Peloponnesian War, For the People, Hammer of the Scots, Hannibal, Lord of the Rings Confrontation, March Madness, Paths of Glory, Republic of Rome, Successor, Sword of Rome, Napoleonic Wars, Thirty Years' War, Titan, Twilight Struggle, We the People, Wilderness War, and World War II, Barbarossa to Berlin. They are a play-by-email type system. they not a play-by-web, so... Uh, it allows you to play cards, but uh, it doesn't. It doesn't have any rules. Um, you and your opponent have to make sure that everybody's playing by the rules. So, and it's an interesting site because it's not a managed play by email. It's an unmanaged. There's nobody that you send an email to, and they shift the board. Uh, you're responsible for tracking how the board is. And in some cases that gets really difficult, especially uh, five-player Napoleonic Wars, where four players have gone, and then it's your turn, and you just have no clue what just happened. Um, You can go back into the journal and see it, but uh, some of those games I find way too complicated to play by email. Maybe it's just me. Probably it's just me, but... Uh, that was show number 12. Show number 13, Game Box Online. It's an old site that's been around for a while at hilinski.net, H-I-L-I-N-S-K-I.net, slash game, slash online. It uses the old Java Web Start interface, interactive style, Tycoon and Taj Mahal. You probably have to schedule these games. I saw one person online the entire time I was playing. You can play against bots, so that's kind of fun. I have played Tycoon in real in uh, the board game version, so I knew how that game went. I never played Taj Mahal, so I'm not sure if I was playing it right. I didn't notice whether they had rules links up there, so uh, the, uh it's it's an interesting site, one that needs needed to be mentioned. 
uh, but I'm worried that it uh, <laughs> it doesn't have the player base anymore. Maybe I can drum some up over there, so uh, <laughs> go check that out. Show number 14 uh, was eBoardGames, e-boardgames.com. Uh, great play-by-email site. Um, free, many games, fast turnaround. I played an Age of Steam game in eight weeks. They have 18xx games. Uh, I'm playing a Sopwith game. I'm playing a Railway Rivals game. Uh, a number of games online. Sign up for their waiting list. Get on there. The website design is a little clunky. Uh, but uh, the guy who runs it, Chris Bullock, uh, very very nice guy, very good guy. So that's a great site. Show number 15 that I just did uh, in December. Uh, Uplay.it, play-by website, uh, Blue Max, Cartagena, VV. Viva Il Rey and Vampiring and Wooden Ships and Iron Men, all great games. They work very well. The Blue Max game has tons of scenarios, tons of different planes. Uh, Cartagena plays with two players or five players. Vampiring is an original game. Uh, the Wooden Ships and Iron Men is only in the simplified version, but works really well. Played two, three games of that already to completion. So, recommend that site. So that's the shows um, for the first fifteen episodes of the online gaming podcast. I'm hoping next week to talk about a couple solitaire games where you just play against the computer. Um, I don't know uh, which site I'll start with, but there are a couple of them out there: Yucata and uh, Markand. Markwand come to mind, and I'm probably going to review those next week. So. Uh, I say, well, let's look forward to that next week, or not next week, but next show, which will be on the 29th, if everything goes as planned, 29th of January will be the next show, and I will see you then. Um, if you have any comments, email me at kdevine at yahoo.com, and for the time being, the website is Online Gaming Podcast 6blogspotcom There's no outro this time because I need to modify it. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>